0: When were the... What school's... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop... What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions... About Chicago, the region, and its people. Hi, I'm reporter Sean Kennedy. Logan Square resident Patrick Singler starts every morning with a stroll with his baby daughter. I just find any... Any opportunity I can to come out here with Caroline or with my wife, even before Caroline was born, my wife and I would walk out here. Uh, it's just... Where he does that is significant. Maybe you've heard about it. It's the Bloomingdale Trail, better known as the 606. Uh, we love it here. It's a rail-to-trail conversion, meaning once the railroad abandoned the tracks that used to run there, it was converted into a path for biking, running, whatever. The two-and-a-half-mile elevated trail passes near his house as it stretches across Chicago's north side, from Bucktown to Humboldt Park. uh, I use it in the night, in the morning, you know, anytime we can. It's been in the news plenty lately, fueling a debate about gentrification. Patrick wants to know what half the city has been asking since the trail opened last year. You know, I just, I'm curious about, you know, what impacts this Rails to Trails has. That is... Is the 606 trail creating such an economic boom that it's pricing out longtime residents? Here's the thing the 606 is an urban rails trails project, and those urban projects haven't been studied all that well. So I'll start with where we have the most data for suburban rails and trails projects, and then return to the 606. Steve Buchtel directs Trails for Illinois, and he studied the impact of rails trails on the economy of the communities they pass through. He says there's no doubt the trails bring in more retail spending. And when a visitor spends money, it averages $35. It's for beer. It's for uh, uh, candy bars and energy bars and Gatorade and stuff. Beneficiaries are bars, restaurants, convenience stores and stuff. That's most of the purchasing, but still it's substantial. Suburbs realize this, so there's a boom in suburban trails. The suburban area in Chicago is is um it's ridiculously competitive. Everybody's hard up against the town who wants to eat their lunch. Since trails are hot, suburban communities are hot for trails because, oh my God, they're getting a trail? We, we better get a trail, right? But there's another impact suburban and rural trails have on their communities, and that's on property values. Studies in Wisconsin show the prices of homes on a trail jumped by 9%. A study in Massachusetts found that homes within a quarter mile of a bike path commanded higher prices and sold almost twice as fast as those further from the trail. One study after another has showed the same thing. Statistically significant bumps in property values for homes within a quarter mile of a bike path. Now remember, our question is about urban rail trails. Increased retail spending... Just about everybody is okay with that, and stores near the 606 say they're seeing it. But rising home values? Those are almost always a boon to a suburb. But in cities, increasing values lead to fears about displacing people. The 606 has definitely spurred those fears. Jeff Smith heads DePaul University's Institute for Housing Studies. He and his team have been studying the effects of the 606 on the adjacent housing market since it opened a year ago. Their report isn't quite final yet. But he does have some early results. Property values are going up, and that you would think that's a great thing. Um, and for most people, it is. It's kind of a you know double-edged sword in some way, where it's great. Hey, my my property's now worth twenty thirty percent more than it was two to three years ago. But now to pay taxes, you know, uh, to that you know, on that higher value. And for seniors or other folks who are on fixed incomes, that can, can be a challenge. Still, Smith points out, in the neighborhoods served by the 606, gentrification was well underway before the trail opened. But what the 606 did was it really um, created an amenity in that area that attracted demand for housing um, and accelerated that process. Accelerated it, especially within a half-blocks distance from the trail. People wanted to build multifamily properties right near the trail, which that might not have happened because why would you locate a multifamily property near an abandoned rail line? So there's a risk that building a new trail would displace or put a strain on the very people it was meant to serve. But, and here's a big point that's often missed, even in Chicago, rails to trails don't always lead to displacement. Take the Major Taylor, a seven and a half mile walk and bike trail on the city's south side. It hasn't been studied the way the 606 has, but Ann Alt from the group Friends of the Major Taylor can use her eyes. A boarded up house, a vacant lot, an empty business. And I said, you know, talking with people I know here in the neighborhood, I, I think a lot of people would welcome any kind of economic development. But she says they're not getting it. Maybe because, like Jeff Smith points out, the Major Taylor was not built in the kind of up and coming neighborhood the 606 was. Most of the neighborhoods where the Major Taylor Trail is are low to moderate income, low density, and not the kinds of places where you get a big, splashy project like that. A big, splashy project like the 606. And that's the point. The Major Taylor and the 606 are like apples and pears. Yes, they're both rail trails. But the 606 has 24-hour lighting, emergency call boxes, snow removal. The Major Taylor is lucky to get its potholes repaired. So, in the end, An answer to Patrick's question about the impact of urban rails-to-trails is not so simple. rail trails generally increase property values and spur economic development. The degree of that increase depends on how fancy the project is and where it happens. Yes, in an already gentrifying area like the stretch between Bucktown and Humboldt Park, the 606 might be putting a strain on some residents. The group behind the 606, the Trust for Public Land, has a solution to that problem. They want every neighborhood to eventually have its own safe, beautiful, park-like trail like the 606. If everybody had one, they wouldn't drive real estate values so much. It's a nice thought, but it'll be a while before everybody has one in their neighborhood. Fundraising is underway for a 606-like project in Pilsen and another in Englewood, and not much more than Chit Chat beyond that. Still, our questioner, Patrick Singler, likes the idea. Uh, you know, I just want to see more of these in Chicago because I know how wonderful it has been for the residents of, you know, Bucktown, Logan Square. Everybody deserves something like this. You know, not just people that can afford a, a nice house. Everybody deserves this. Happy trails to you. Reporting for this story oh, came from me, Sean Kennedy. Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City is supported by the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, offering a Master of Science in Historic Preservation. A two-year program, students are taught archival documentation, building conservation, and architectural history. Students benefit from internships, fieldwork, and community engagement projects. The Master of Science in Historic Preservation program offers unparalleled training in Chicago, the birthplace of modern architecture. Apply by February 1st. Details at saic.edu/curiouscity. Next time on Curious City? Philadelphia, Boston, New York. They all have world-famous Little Italy neighborhoods. Chicago? Not so much. They see on the map the words Little Italy, and they'll go into the beauty shop and ask, where is Little Italy? And she'll say, you're standing in the middle of it. Putting the little in Chicago's Little Italy. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org slash curious. Thank you.